let the brother receive the light. The widow's son, no, 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 wicked, the wicked is one. The widow's son, the wicked is one. Comes the blindfold, fools cop diamonds and buy gold. While wise old elders try to tell us that my soul is lost in the matrix of box and cube. You watch the tube, we need it for the toxic food. Now the chemicals are blocked from the pineal gland. For the first time, I understand Ezekiel's plan. That the sanctum sanctorum of the most divine is the body in the stairway to heaven is your spine. As above, so below. Fuck waiting on a sign. The key to heaven's gate is in the mind. God bless the blind, let the light shine. Step for the darkness. You're following the Father through Solomon's arches. The wars over religion show that humans are horrible. The Bible's allegorical. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast Patreon. I'm your host, Right Worship Brother George Mudgery, and with me tonight, nobody. I got the same amount of friends as Joe does right now. So uh, I'm going to be reading uh, Albert Pike's Morals and Dogma, and we're going to be talking about it. Uh, the particular one I'm going to be talking about is Chapter 2, The Fellowcraft. This is all done on the Freemasons Podcast Patreon page. So for those who are watching right now on uh, the community page, this is what we're all about. If you're interested in this, uh, you can find it all on Patreon. So Morals and Dogma. Chapter 2, or excuse me, uh, Section 2, which would be Fellowcraft. And he writes, In the ancient Orient, all religion was more or less a mystery, and there was no divorce from its philosophy. Uh, popular, The popular theology, taking the multitude of allegories and symbols for uh, realities, degenerated into worship of the celestial luminaries, of imaginary deities with human feelings, passions, appetites, lusts of idols, stones, animals, and reptiles. What he's basically saying here is that uh, what happened is they they started worshiping celestial luminaries, which would be planets, stars, and stuff like that, and they made up imaginary deities with human feelings, such as if you look at like uh, ancient Greece, not Greece, uh, let's go with Rome. Uh, Rome had uh, Mars, which was... Uh, you know, the planet Mars, which is now, and you had Pluto, Neptune. Basically, all of our planets right now are named after uh, different uh, gods in the Roman belief. Paganism, if you will. For anybody who's interested, uh, I'm drinking Winter Jack, and it's awesome. Uh, let's continue on. Uh, the Union was sacred to the Egyptians because of its different layers were a symbol of concentric heavenly spheres, planets. Of course, the popular religion could not satisfy the deeper longings and thoughts, the loftier aspirations of the spirit, or the logic of reason. The first, therefore, was taught to the initiated in the mysteries. There, there also, it was taught by symbols, the vagueness of symbolism, capable of many interpretations, reached what was the palpable convention creed could not. Its indefiniteness uh, acknowledged the abs oh boy abstrusities abs oh god I'm going to get butchered on this one abstrusness of subject it treated that mysterious subject uh, mystically it endeavored to illustrate what it could not explain to excite an appropriate feeling if it could not develop the adequate idea and to make the image a mere subordinate conveyance for the conception which itself never became obvious or familiar 
Thus the knowledge now imparted by books and letters was of old conveyed by symbols, and the priest invented and perpetuated a display of rites in exhibitions, which were not only more attractive to the eye than words, but often more suggestive and more pregnant with the meaning to the mind. So what he's basically saying is that these these ancient religions, uh, what they did was they, they used these, uh, where is everyone? Uh, everyone is uh, not here. Ken is actually has a stated meeting tonight, and uh, Joe will be up here in another hour. He's still at work, but we're just doing a quick Patreon here. But anyway, back on, uh, we're doing uh, Morals and Dogma by Albert Pike. What he's basically saying here is they took these different things that they couldn't understand and they portrayed them in symbols that people could relate to. Much as Freemasonry does today, we do uh, you know, the allegory of our different working tools. The, each working tool has a meaning behind it, as well as many of our symbols. Masonry, successor of the mysteries, is still followed, still follows the ancient manner of teaching. This is true. Freemasonry still, you know, it basically it's, it's a modern, more modern way than you know, of symbolism than they did. It, it, it succeeded the ancient mystery schools of Egypt and, and, and Greece and all that. Her ceremonies are like ancient mystic shows. Not the reading of an essay, but the opening of a problem, requiring research, and constituting philosophy by, uh, excuse me, in constituting philosophy, the arch expounder. Her symbols are the instruction she gives. The lectures and endeavors often partial and one-sided to interpret these symbols. Now again, as I've always said, Freemasonry shows you the door. It has its rituals. It's up to you to kind of dive deeper into it. Joe! I didn't start without you. This is Patreon, but I'm doing it on a community page. You can listen back just uh, so everybody can hear what we do on uh, Patreon. Uh, so let's get back into this. Um, so as I was saying, Freemasonry does the same thing. We show you different symbols. We we it's it's up to you to look into a deeper meaning of them, and they don't all mean the same to everybody. Again, Freemasonry is a it's a journey for you. So it all depends on what you take into it. Is it to be good and upright man, or maybe you're interested in the uh, esoteric version of it, or maybe you're just looking at the community thing. It, all these symbols and different meanings mean something to each and every individual on their own. It's, and that's why it me that's what it means. The lectures are endeavors, often partial and one-sided, to interpret these symbols. It's up to you. He who would become an accomplished mason must not content merely to hear or even to understand the lectures. He must, aided by them, and they having, as it were, marked out the way for him, study, interpret, and develop these symbols for himself. Boom. There you have it. It's exactly what I just said. Though masonry is identical with the ancient mysteries, it is so only in its qualified sense that it presents but an, an imperfect image of their brilliancy, the ruins only of their grandeur, and the system that has experienced progressive alterations, the fruits of social events, political circumstances, and the ambitions impeccably for its improvers. After leaving Egypt, the mysteries were modified by the habitats of the different nations among, sorry, there's a bright white screen, 
whom they were instructed, and especially by the religious systems of the countries into which they were transplanted. And here you go. This is where you have you know, different cultures are, uh, you know, their masonry came to these different cultures. And what they're doing is, is each, each culture or religious whatever of, of that particular nation would adopt Freemason, the, the ancient mysteries of, you know, and Freemasonry into its own type of uh, understanding of it. And they would change things, you know, particularly you see this in Freemasonry, if you look at European Freemasonry and you look at American Freemasonry, two much different things. Uh, same, same precepts, same concept, but even the structure of it is much different, or how they wear their aprons and things along that line. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. To maintain the established government, laws and religion was the obligation of the initiate everywhere. So right here, Albert Pike is talking about to maintain the established government, laws, and religion was the obligation of the initiate everywhere, which means you are to be a peaceable person within the country you live or the area that you live. It is, it's to, you're supposed to maintain the established government. You're not supposed to be an upender. So when you hear people saying, oh, the government and, you know, Freemasonry is trying to start a whole new world order and blasey, 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 bullshit. That's not what it's about. And everywhere they were heritage of the priest who were who were nowhere willing to make the common people proprietors, co-proprietors with themselves of the philosoph philosophical truth. Masonry is not the Colosseum in ruins. It is rather a Roman palace of the Middle Ages, disfigured by the modern architectural improvements yet built on the Cyclopean foundation laid by the Etruscans, Etruscans, sorry, uh, with many a stone of the superstructure taken from dwellings in temples of the age of Hadrian and Anatolius. Now, it's been said that Freemasonry draws its roots from paganism. Wrong. Freemasonry draws its roots from a multitude of religions, including Christianity, as well as Muslim and Jewish and everything. And I'm going to start to, when Joe gets up here, when he decides to uh, get off the, the can and actually come up here and play with me. Because <laughs> I know he's watching. Uh, we're going to be uh, basically picking apart different YouTube videos that I have pretty much researched throughout the day and uh, pointing out the mistruths in that. I love Winter Jack. I strongly recommend it. Let's see here. Christianity taught the doctrine of fraternity, but repudiated that of political equality by continually inculcating obedience to Caesar and to those lawfully in authority. Masonry was the first apostle of equality. In the monastery, there is fraternity and equality, but no liberty. Masonry added that also, and claimed for man the threefold heritage, liberty, equality, fraternity. It was but a development of the original purpose of the mysteries, which, to, which was to teach men to know and practice their duties to themselves and to their fellows, the great practical end of all philosophy and all knowledge. Still reigns true today. Those are liberty, equality, and fraternity are the three major things. 
uh, that Freemasonry. I think that was one of the questions I got wrong on the shock collar. It was but a development of the original purpose of Freemasonry, which was to teach men. Oh, I already covered this. Um, truths are the springs from which duties flow, and it is but a few hundred years since a new truth began to be distinctly seen, that man is supreme over institutions, and, they, and not they over him. Amen. Man, I'm going to read that again. That man is supreme over institutions and not they over him. Think about that on so many different levels. Republican, Democrat, uh, religion, uh, name it. The man is supreme over them. Man controls institutions, not institutions control man. If more people understood that, think about a different world we'd live in. Man has a natural empire over all institutions. They are for him, according to his development, not he for, oh, excuse me. According to his development, not he for them. This seems to us very simple statement. One to which all men everywhere ought to assent. But once it is, uh, but once it was a great new truth not revealed until governments had been in existence for at least 5,000 years. Once revealed, it imposed new duties on men. Man owed to it to himself to be free. He owed it to his country to seek to give her freedom or, or maintain her in that possession. It made tyranny and usurpation the enemies of the human race. It created a general outlaw of despots in despotism, temporal and, sp and spiritual. The sphere, uh, the sphere of, oh boy, the sphere of duty was immensely enlarged. Patriotism had henceforth a new and wider meaning. Free government, free thought, free conscience, free speech—all these came to be inalienable rights which those who had parted with them had been robbed of them or whose ancestors had lost them and had the right a summarily uh, uh and had the right summarily to retake sorry I'm terrible with big words unfortunately as truths always become perverted into falsehoods and the falsehoods were misapplied this truth became gospel of anarchy soon after it was preached. I mean, basically everything that the founding fathers had said, uh, right off the cuff. Uh, but I, I think the big thing to take out of that is that you do not the institution you do not belong to the institution. The institution belongs to you, and that's that, that's a tough concept for. Again, I I hate being political, but that's a tough concept for either side of the fence. To understand, because you know, in our government, it's it's very uh, bipartisan. Um, that either side, uh, if you want to get political, either side panders to its own party. No, it's not how it's supposed to be. It's uh, it's not supposed to be like that at all. Masonry early Masonry early comprehended this truth and recognized its own enlarged duties. 
its symbols then came to have a wider meaning, but it also assumed the mask of stonemasonry. Uh, again, we say we draw our roots from stonemasonry. And borrowed its working tools, and so was su supplied with new and apt symbols. It aided in bringing about French Revolution, disappeared with the uh, Girondists. I'm sure that's a French word, but I'm not French. <clears throat> It, uh, was born again with the restoration of order, a sustained Napoleon because, through, though emperor, he acknowledged the right of the people to select its rulers and was the head of the nation refusing to receive back its old kings. He pleaded with, uh, he pleaded with saber, musket, and cannon, the great cause of the people against royalty, the right of the French people even to make a course in general their emperor if it pleased them. Here's the problem with Napoleon. He was not a good dude. He was a Freemason, but Napoleon was not a good dude. He got very... Uh, I mean, I understand what, what Albert Pike is saying here. He's basically saying that the reason why Napoleon came to power is because they were tired of the monarchy. The French Revolution happened, and... Uh, they were trying to get rid of the monarchy because they didn't believe in a separation of royalty and the normal people. And they believed that the normal people, much like in the United States, should rule the land. They should rule themselves. They should be able to govern themselves. And that's still a truth that holds self-evident today in, uh, in most uh, countries, with the exception of uh, basically dictators and stuff like that. But you don't see too many monarchies in the world anymore. Uh, my only problem with uh, Napoleon is that he got uh, he got a little bit too big for his britches, and he wanted more than just people to rule and govern. He was a general, and uh, he started invading land, and he got greedy. And uh, again, this goes back to uh, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And he bit off a little bit more than he could chew. Masonry felt that this truth had an omnipotence of God in its side, and that neither Pope nor potentate could overcome it. It was a truth dropped into the worldwide treasury, and forming a part of the heritage which each generation receives, enlarged and holds in trust. Uh, and if, necess if necessity bequeaths to mankind the personal estate of man, entailed of nature to the end of time. In masonry, early recognized it as true that to set forth and develop a truth or that any or, or any human excellence of gift or growth is to make greater the spiritual glory of the race and whosoever aids the march of a truth and makes up the thought a thing and makes the thought a thing, excuse me, writes in the same line with Moses and with him who died upon the cross and has intellectual sympathy with the deity himself. That's some powerful stuff. <sighs> Again, so now if you want to take this to conspiracy theorists and whatever said we're devil worshippers, he's talking about Christ right here. And he's saying basically, if you believe in truth and... Uh, again, Freemasonry felt that this truth has an omnipotence of God on its side. Uh, that people should rule over the government and not uh, a pope or potentate. Um, 
and Freemasonry kind of expelled that. It pointed that out, that, hey, we should be ruling ourselves, not being told from the establishment, as he had previously said earlier, or the, the union, or whatever you want to call it, we should be ruling ourselves, uh, not the powers that be. And he said, uh, if you do that, you know, if you develop a truth or an understanding of this, um, it's, it's a gift to mankind. Again, it is greater the spiritual glory of the race that whoever aids the march of a truth and makes a thought and makes the thought a thing. In other words, if you're being pushed down by a, a tyrant or, a, or an oppressive government, if you make the thought a thing that, hey, we should get rid of this evil guy or, or we understand that we shouldn't be ruled by the establishment, so not necessarily in a bad thing, by no way am I saying any, anybody should rise up against a government, but even Thomas Jefferson said himself, if a government becomes corrupted, it's within the power of the people to rise up and replace it. And that's pretty much what he's saying. And he's saying, uh, uh, if you do this, or you believe this, that the people should run the establishment and not the establishment run the people, you walk the same line as Moses and of Christ who died upon the cross. Now think about that. Moses, if we want to get religious here, Moses did basically the same thing. He got tired of, uh, on my way, boss. I ain't your damn boss. <laughs> Moses did pretty much the same thing. If you think about it, he left Egypt. He took his people and said, the hell with this. We're getting out of here. We're going to go run our own show. And uh, he understood that. Much like Jesus, he preached a thing. And, you know, he was going against the establishment. An establishment that he believed was corrupt. And uh, he pointed it out multiple times that, you know, you guys here in the temple, you're 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 wrong. You're, this is not the way to go. This is, and they killed him for it. So that's pretty much what uh, Albert Pike is saying. Again, he's giving homage to Moses and Christ, and not Lucifer, as conspiracy theorists believe. All right. The best gift we can bestow on man is a manhood. It is that which masonry is ordained of God to bestow on its votaries, not sectarianism or religious dogma, and not the rudimental mortality. That is to be found in the writings of Confucius, Zoroaster, Seneca, and the rabbis, rabbis, excuse me, in the Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, not a little and cheap common school knowledge, but manhood in science and philosophy. Not that philosophy or science is in opposition to religion, for philosophy is but that knowledge of God and the soul, which is derived from the observation of the manifested action of God in the soul, and from the wise analogy. It is the intellectual guide which the religious sentiment needs. The, truth, uh, the true religion, religious philosophy is of an imperfect being, not as a system of creed, but as Socrates thought, an indefinite search of approximation. So again, big words, tough read. I'm gonna to try to break this down as best as I can. What he's basically saying is uh, that science and philosophy and religion should work hand in hand. We're seeing that more today. Again, you have to understand when this was this book was based um, in the times, 
not very many people, uh, you were either religious or you were scientific. And back then, not very many people were scientific. And, you know, pretty much the Catholic Church, the, the word of the Catholic Church and religion, it was gold. You know, it, that, that, was, that was it. There was no... We're starting to see in modern times that the lines have blurred between science and, and religion. Uh, for instance, a couple things. You have science looking for what they call the quote-unquote God particle. And, you know, you have, uh, which is, they're, they're kind of working hand-in-hand hand to try to understand what God is. We're all trying to understand what God is. Is it, is it, is it physical? Is it not physical? Is it metaphysical? What is it? Same as religion. Uh, and they work hand in hand. I mean, you even have, you know, at one point the Catholic Church was going around and saying that the world is flat and that the earth was the center of the universe. And science proved that dead wrong. Uh, well, depending on who you talk to nowadays, I don't even know. But uh, you're seeing a fundamental shift because now you have the Catholic Church with that big giant telescope called the Lucifer Telescope. And they're looking for extraterrestrial life. So both of them are, are they're working hand in hand. And this is pretty much what Albert Pike was talking about, is that one doesn't take away from the other. They, they're pretty much the same. If anybody's got anything to chime in on this while I'm doing this, uh, please feel free. You know, we got five listeners, so uh, or five watchers, potentially more, I can't really tell. But if you're interested or something and you have a question, fire it in or you want to add something to this don't just let me read i suck at it all right uh let's see here i'm going to do a little bit more of this and then i'm going to uh shut it down because i'm waiting for my uh, my uh, brother from another mother to come up here with me Ooh, excuse me all right Philosophy is that intellectual and moral progress which the religious sentiment aspires and ennobles as to science, it could not walk alone while religion was stationary. It consists of those matured inferences from experience with all other experience confirms. It realizes that uh, it realizes and unites all that was truly valuable on both the old schemes of meditation, one heroic with a system of action and effort, and the mystical theory of spiritual complete uh contemplative commute oh god commulin listen to me says galen as to the voice of the Aleutian hierophant and believe that the study of nature is the mystery no less important than theirs nor less adapted to display the wisdom and power of the great creator their lessons Demon, uh, their lessons and demonstrations were obscure, but ours are clear and unmistakable. Again, if you want to break this down to science and religion, I mean, uh, again, we'll, we'll we'll tap into this real quick, and I'll give you an example. Stuck in traffic. Use that portal that all the conspiracy theorists say that uh, Freemasons have. We all have a portal, apparently. That bring souls elsewhere and everything. But anyway, back on this one. Uh, just going to break this part down. Again, this is he's basically doing the same thing that he was talking about before, that science and religion walk hand in hand. 
uh, as he says, as to science, it could not walk alone while religion was stationary. Again, it's, he's saying that these two should go hand in hand. There's no separation of them. This is perfect. A couple of perfect examples of this is when you have, you know, religion tells you to pray, 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 pray. Pray to God, pray to God, pray to God. Science has proven that when you pray, it's a form of meditation. And it actually, it has scientific and chemical changes in the brain where it slows down activity and they're, they're finding that it, it focuses one center. All these things are, they go hand in hand. So you have basically pray for clarity is what they say in the, in the church or in religion, regardless of what a religion, pray. And science is proving that when you pray, you're actually centering yourself, as I just said. You're you're praying for clarity. And when you quiet your mind down in a sense of meditation, you're doing that. And your answers will come to you through the power of prayer or meditation or whatever the case may be. So there you go with that. That's uh, just a, a, an example I can make between the two. Uh, again, we can go even deeper into that with, with you know, they talk about, you know, how... God made everything, everything you see around. And this ties into the Kybalion. And again, this that Kybalion is actually on, in, in the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, we've actually done uh, different parts of that on the uh, Patreon page. If you're interested, you can go on there and sign up as a Patreon. Um, but, I mean, they, religion talks about how God created everything. And science is finding out, you know, they, well, we know that everything is created of atoms. So, you know, one of the things we talk about is, what is the difference between myself and this table? Nothing. Same atoms. Just different compounds. Different uh, solid. It's different. Uh, how do I explain it? It's just a matter of how tightly the atoms are, are comprised. But basically the atom is, is the basic form of all life or all creation. So something to think about. We deem that to be the best knowledge we can obtain of the soul of another man, which is furnished by his actions and his lifelong conduct. Let me read that again. We deem that to be the best knowledge we can obtain of the soul of another man, which is furnished by his actions and his lifelong conduct. Think about that. Evidence to the contrary, supplied by what another man informs us that this soul has oh boy let me try this again sorry this is like killing my eyes here i'm doing my best i can evidence to the contrary supplied by what another man informs us that this soul has said to his would weigh little against the former the first scriptures of the human race were written by god on the earth and heavens the reading of these scriptures is science. Familiar, familiarity with the grass and the trees, the insects and the infersia, infers, ugh, again, I try, teaches us deeper lessons of love and faith that we can glean from the writings of Fenelon and Augustine. The great Bible of God is ever open before mankind. Hmm, interesting. 
much different than what the YouTube videos pitch. He's actually talking about all the writings or everything you need to know is the great Bible of God is open before mankind. Knowledge is convertible into power and axioms into rules of utility and duty. But knowledge itself is not power. Wisdom is power. And her prime minister is justice, which is the perfect law of truth. The purpose, therefore, of education and science is to make man wise. If knowledge does not make him so, it is wasted, like water poured into the sands. To know the formulas of masonry, it is of as little value by itself as to know so many words and sentences in some barbarous African or Australianism dialect. To know even the meaning of the symbols is but little, unless that adds to our wisdom, it also to our charity, which is to justice like one hemisphere of the brain to the other. Again, he's, he's basically talking about knowledge is convertible into power. In other words, knowledge can be power. Everybody says knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Not if you don't use it. Not if you're not using it. And that's what he's basically saying about, you know, it's wasted. It's like pouring water into the sand. It's useless. You can't you can't use it anymore because the water, you know, mixes with the sand and you can't get the water back out of the sand. Knowledge is convertible to power if you use it, basically, in axioms into rules of utility and duty. And you can use these. You can turn them into utility and duty. You can... Use them to your advantage. But knowledge itself is not power. Wisdom is power. So everybody says knowledge is power. No, wisdom is. Because there's a. You could be the smartest. I've always said that there are people who are the smartest, dumb people I know. <laughs> they can be book smart. They can be book smart as all hell. They'll know. They can tell you anything you want to know. It could be medical doctor, it could be a lawyer. But when it comes to common sense stuff, they're stupid as shit. They don't understand. And they couldn't tie their shoes, some some people. And that's what he's basically saying is, you know, uh, the purpose, therefore, of, uh, excuse me, let me go back here. Uh, but knowledge itself is not power. Wisdom is power. And her prime minister is justice, which is the perfected law of truth. The purpose, therefore, of education as science is to make man wise. It's to being wise uh, is converted into knowledge, which turns into wisdom, and you're smarter by then. And that's to know the formula. It's of little value of these things unless you know how to use it. So if you don't take the time to, to learn things, it's like I'm speaking a different language. You're, you're not going to get it. Um, and this is why I've always said that it is much better to be silent and listen and take it all in. Don't, you know, again, this goes back to Washington's rules and civility and all this ties in. I love it. Um, but you should listen more than you speak. You don't know everything. Not everyone knows everything. So uh, definitely something to apply to it. Listen. Learn. You might learn. Then they say, listen, you might learn something. All right. So let's continue on here. Um, do not lose sight, then, of the true object of your studies in masonry. It is to add to your estate of wisdom and not merely to your knowledge. That is where people mess up with masonry. I've said it time and time again. The ritual doesn't mean anything unless you study it and learn it and understand it. And that's exactly what Albert Pike is saying 
right here, right now. You can know that ritual book front to back, but if you don't study it and apply it and understand where it comes from, you're wasting it. You simply are reciting words that in your old times and, and when you're on your deathbed, you're gonna be like, why the hell did I do all that? Because you didn't take the time to understand it. There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Moving on. <clears throat> a man may spend a lifetime in study a single specialty of knowledge. There we go. Botany, conchology, or entomology, uh, uh, whatever. For instance, in committing to memory names derived from the Greek and classifying and reclassifying, yet be none the wiser than when he began. It's exactly what I just said. It is the great truths. Uh, it is the great truths as to all that most concerns a man in his rights, interests, and duties that masonry seeks to teach her initiates. Again, masonry teaches you these things, but you have to learn them for yourself. The man, the wiser a man becomes, the less he will be inclined to submit tamely to the imposition of fetters or yoke or his conscience or his person for by increase of wisdom he is only better know his rights but the more highly values them and is more conscious of his worth and dignity his pride then urges him him to assert his independence he becomes better able to assert uh, he becomes better able to assert it also and better able to assist others or his country when they or she shall uh, stake all, uh, excuse me, when they or she stake all, even existence upon the same assertion. But, but mere knowledge makes no one independent, nor fits him to be free. It often only makes him more useful slave. Liberty is a curse to the ignorant and brutal. So... Let me tie this in as best I can. Hold on, I'm gonna grab myself, uh, and then we're gonna I'm gonna shut this down. I just wanted to give everyone a taste of what Patreon has. If you have anything you want to add, I am listening. I'm gonna keep live for a little bit, and I'm just gonna grab my drink over here. Uh, but if you have anything to add to this, please do. I would love some input on this and what you thought about what I just read. And again, this is just a quick little, uh, uh, quick little couple paragraphs from Morals and Dogma, Dogma of Albert Pike, and. Uh, Tell me what you think of what I just wrote. This stuff. Delicious. All right. Moving on. All right. So one thing I want to point out, and this is something that I had thought about earlier today, is, uh, and I want to tie this back into kind of what Albert Pike was saying here about, uh, talking about being, uh, if a man, the wiser man becomes, he'll be inclined to submit tamely to the imposition of fetters or, or a yoke. So, here we go. This is what, something I would just want to point out in regards to uh, Facebook. And uh, basically, any story you see on Facebook. So, there would be a picture of something or a story of, from, a, from a website that's, uh, given the political climate here, let's just talk about it. Let's say, oh, you know, so-and-so has been, you know, 
so-and-so has just been uh, put on trial for, for lying or whatever the case may be, okay? Or, uh, you know, oh, there was another shooting in, in such and such a town. And rather than somebody actually... So you look at the, you look at the, the link to it and you see it's like www.xzxyxlmfam.com. Rather than somebody actually trying to see if the story is bullshit, what they do is they read the story. They they read the story, and then they, they, they oh, look, I share this, and they share it. Turns out that the website is is a satire website. It's fake. Or not fake, but it's a, it's a story. You know, it doesn't mean it's fake. It just means that they're, they're blowing sunshine. But... You have read this story on, on on the internet and you you take it as a truth because that's what you're looking at. So you've read it, you've become wiser. Does it mean that you're you now have knowledge or wisdom? No, because you take that same story and you share it to your page and 20 other people share it. And it turns out that the whole story was false. What did you learn? What, what did you do? You just propagated a lie. You just pushed something along and presented it as truth when it actually wasn't. And that is a dangerous thing to do. And pretty much it's what Alex, uh, Alex, Albert, no, yeah, Albert Pike was, uh, sorry, I was wrong page. Uh, Albert Pike was trying to portray is that the difference between being wiser, having knowledge and wisdom knowledge would be knowing all these things wisdom would be looking into them yeah i gotta check out this website i don't 100 believe it and then finding out it's fake that's what makes that's the difference between being knowledgeable and being smart or in being and having wisdom is to not propagate these things and you see it all the time on facebook you see it all the time all over the news they take a bs story and they, they make it, they make it truth. And uh, these are the things that Albert Pike was basically talking about. All right, I'm done speaking. Anybody else got anything you want to add to this shindig before I shut this down? This was a quick little blurb of uh, Patreon. These are the things we talk about on Patreon. Normally I have Joe up here, but apparently he's stuck in traffic. But uh, thoughts on this? If you want to hear more of this, it's on Patreon. If they got nothing else, I'll give it a couple seconds. I'm going to shut this down because i got some prep work to do for the next one. That one's going to be live on our regular page. And we're going to be uh, picking apart YouTube videos. Proving, not proving, but discussing what uh, what is wrong on certain uh, things. So, alright. Then I'm going to shut this down. So... For the Freemasons Podcast Patreon, I am your host, Wright Marshall Brother George Mudry, signing off. Have a good night, everyone. For all my love, I'm being over the top.